Man, I'm in a good mood. I just got a 3080 like seconds ago. You guys got the, the fucking unboxing video for that. <laughs> um, took the outside box off, so it was like an unboxed boxing video. <laughs> yeah, it was like a partial. I could unbox the whole thing. I could just take it out. No, 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 no. Sit on the floor. Let's, it's let's, so let's big. Stay on the topic in hand. And <clears throat> I think we need to record this podcast so I can start playing with that thing. It's like, <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. It's a toy. Today we're going to be talking about Quake. They just released a remaster. This is going to be a long jump. We're going to spoil it, but it's kind of hard to spoil Quake, right? <gasps> Do you guys yeah, I don't know what you can really spoil. You could say there's a monster I don't know what, here there's, or that there, there's no story. Yeah, I or think if anything, if you story. haven't played Quake, hopefully this will make you excited to try it because it's, it's now, it's everywhere. Uh, but you guys ready to talk about Quake? Hell yeah. yeah. Playing, basically. The superior Doom game, am I right, guys? No, but it's a great game, though. <laughs> no, you're not right. Uh, but we'll talk but, about I mean, that. You know, let's talk about. Well, yeah, that. we'll talk about that. That's that's in the notes, my friend. So let's start off talking about our personal histories with the game, because I think we all have a different history with the game. Uh, I did not play Quake until it was already a little. It had been out for a while because the computer I had at the time, I had a Pentium. Uh, 60, I want to say. What is it? 60 hertz computer, which is hilarious compared to our gigahertz computers now. But uh, it didn't run Quake. It was it was like enough to load Quake, but it wouldn't run it. Um, so I was not able to play Quake when it was like brand new. So I actually didn't play it until after I'd played Goldeneye. And I was like having like a conversation with my friend. I'm like, dude, Goldeneye, they solved, you know, movement. Because before Quake and Goldeneye, like no game had up and down movement, right? Uh, Doom is, you know, famously a flat perspective. You can't look up and down. So I was like, dude, Goldeneye totally solved it. They added a, you know, the sec you can use the stick to look up and down. It's incredible. Like, I'll never play, I'll never play a first person shooter on a computer again, because it's just so much better. On my Nintendo 64, and he's like, no, nah, man, you gotta see Quake. So like, he and we went to the local uh, community college library installed quake on like 10 computers and had a bunch of friends and for like a week solid we were just quake landing in there and nobody noticed because there was like 300 computers in there and then at some point they noticed um that we had been playing quake in there and they were like you guys are not allowed to come back here ever <laughs> <laughs> totally 86 but it was like it was revelatory it was super fun um i should say before that i actually played i did play quake on the nintendo 64 and i really enjoyed that version of the game there's a Nintendo 64 version? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm, interesting. So I don't remember if I played the N64 version first or the PC version first. I definitely played probably more of the 64 version as a kid. But my mm -hmm. friends, we had a family friend who had Quake on their computer. I remember like on their dad's computer, like in their downstairs office. And that was like a room I never could go in in their house normally. So it was like, ooh, we can go into the office. Oh, we can play a new shooter game. And I didn't know that it was by id or probably that what the concept of that would have even meant. I just knew that it was like a cool shooter game that was weird. And I was like, I never like figured out like what was going on with it. I was like, is this supposed to be like, what's with what the this monsters are weird. Like they have chainsaws and they're like knights and like, what's going on with this game? And I remember also my, one of my first impressions was when you jump, 
the, the, the you know the cliche Hur! i remember thinking like that's the sound <laughs> that they chose for the guy to jump like they just they they someone heard that and was like this is what we're gonna do this is this is the jump sound i i still i'm still befuddled by that i love it i think it's like amazing and i would never change in a million years but like that i can't was, believe that someone heard it and decided that that was, what was gonna be the game <laughs> that was such a good impression by the way i couldn't believe you could perfectly replicate that amazing good thank great you. job i uh I used to like jump around work doing it, like in <laughs> um, the house. Yeah, uh, a lot of t- a lot of practice with that one. So I, the f- I think I put the PC version maybe first, but Aaron, I don't, you would know better because you bought the N sixty four version that I played. But I played that a ton as a kid. I remember playing a lot of it. Yeah. Not as much as I played Goldeneye, but I did play quite quite a bit. Yeah, I didn't play it as much as Goldeneye. I think I played it through once, and that was that was pretty much it. But the the Nintendo sixty four version was pretty decent like it was a pretty like it definitely scaled back a lot of the architecture and stuff but it it was like a reasonably faithful conversion that played rather well so it was okay did it have the speed though like could you really feel the speed or not really (laughs) you're playing on Nintendo 64 so speed wasn't really a a thing that happened there but uh it it was the same game like so it's worth mentioning that the Nintendo 64 version is included with the Night Dive remaster that was just released so you can actually play it. It's awesome. Hmm. It's a different experience. Um, yeah. Is it so? Uh, like, it, if I were to install it on Game Pass, like it would be there as a mode. Is that right? Correct. Yes. What? I have it installed, and I for some reason, it, I mean, I didn't play it a ton, but I played like a decent amount, and I didn't even notice that. I feel ridiculous now. It's under the mod section. You have to activate it. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. It also adds like a CRT filter, which is cool. The one thing I want to mention about that one in terms of first impressions and Golden Eyes, I remember having, I don't know if it was an argument or conversation with Aaron about what games explosions looked better, Quake or Golden Eye. And I thought Golden Eye, but Aaron was saying no Quake because they're 3D. They're like particles. And I didn't understand what that even meant. I thought it was like weird. Like I was like mm. blocks fly out everywhere. Like what is this? this doesn't look better. Golden Eye is like fire and explosions. I think Quake probably does have better explosions now, but at the time I thought Golden Eye definitely did. Yeah, I mean, Goldeneye had famously impressive-looking explosions for its time, but I had played like I think I preferred Goldeneye, and I played a lot more Goldeneye, and, and like I was, I had already probably put you know dozens, if not hundreds, of hours into Goldeneye by the time I tried Quake. So in some ways, it felt like archaic to me, but almost like in its design, it was like archaic and sort of like like it was channeling back to something like primordial. It was kind of cool. What was your uh, first experience with Quake, Oren? Well, I, I kind of, it was interesting for me because I got to Quake kind of late, later. Um, as listeners know, I was in the Peace Corps for a while, and I was living in El Salvador in my little um, village, and I had my MacBook, my old MacBook, and I only had a few games installed, and one of those games happened to be Quake. So I played a lot of Quake when I was like 24 years old. I'm 30 now. And I want to say I replayed the campaign multiple times because uh, it was just, I played that, like Duke Nukem. I played a lot of the classic shooters during that time. Uh, but one thing that really stood out for me playing it at that time was just um, the atmosphere was so different. You know, it was just so uh, oppressive in a way that a lot of shooters, I, I up until that point in my life, I hadn't experienced before. And... Uh, also, it just feels so fast. Like, kind of going back, Aaron, to what you were saying, comparing it to Goldeneye, Quake, 
uh, the enemies like shoot you like that, you know, and you have to be fast. While in GoldenEye, it's designed for the N64 controller and for it to be slow. So all, all of the henchmen are always like taking forever to line up their shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I almost can't imagine playing the N64 version considering how fast it is. It's almost like that controller is not designed for it. Uh, yeah. Yes. No, I, I'm, I believe they dumbed down the enemies a bit. And I probably played it on an easier or at least the medium difficulty. Uh, I think if it would have been like a straight port of the PC versions challenge, like it would have been fucked. Fucked. Yeah. 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 It's hard now. I mean, I've been playing it on my Xbox and without a mouse and keyboard, and that's hard. So playing it on an N64 controller is probably <laughs> impo- like I wouldn't get be able to get past the first level, honestly. <laughs> yeah. No, I can only imagine. Uh, so the game was released in 1996. It, it's the last like uh, id software game that John Romero was involved in and he was famously fired like I think two weeks before it was released Um, and it had like a super troubled development cycle so like the final result is kind of like like it's just a mishmash doesn't make a lot of sense Um, it's kind of incoherent but it's like abstract and like something about the like conflicting sensibilities of the art design really give it like an evocative like original feeling that other games including quake 2 or 3 don't have i agree with that it's very surreal it's very dreamlike um it's kind of interesting comparing it to something like a dark souls game because i feel like dark souls there's a lore you can build from that but everything is so abstract in quake And it doesn't really have any logic. And even the fact that you can play the levels out of order if you want to kind of makes it surreal in its own way, that there's no sense Mm -hmm. of linearity. It's it's a very interesting dynamic. There's this theme that uh, id games have where the the most basic enemy of the game is is who you are, that basically all of them do. And with Quake, it's like the weirdest thing, I think, because like you're like this sci-fi soldier and for some reason they like were defeated by this like other fantasy realm or something but like if you read like the stuff it says like they were like reprogrammed with an implant in their brain to make them feel happy when they kill i don't it doesn't make that it makes any sense with the context of the story of quake at all so like i just like i don't Mm. understand it but like i the the weird vagueness of it i think like works even better because i'm just like what like (laughs) because like you know the shock if you look at the basic shotgun guys in quake one they are they are like the ranger like the same as you like exactly the same Mm -hmm. same with doom and even quake 2 <clears throat> all of the enemies too just the lack of consistency in the enemy design is is incredibly mm-hmm. surreal unto itself it's like medieval but it's also lovecrafty and it's also just like uh just just hellfire just demonic it's uh right it's but but none and of science it's science fiction con- yes yeah, science fiction but none of it's like contextualized in anything and usually people would be like oh that's like bad you know but for that game mm. it makes it very abstract and strange it's, it does right. feel like a different like universe or it's supposed to be like you go to like another realm is like the premise of the game and it does feel like it's some just nonsense realm where they have ogres that have one arm hand sawed off with a chainsaw and the other side of the grenade <laughs> launcher and it's like they're living in castles with knights it's just like what it's i love mm-hmm. it it's a good hodgepodge i love yeah. it yeah it's I think it's proved really memorable for like a lot of people because it's it's kind of a thing that like it gets requests like oh you guys should go back to the original Quake and kind of build off that art style which yes I'm not sure how they would do it I still I, I totally wish they would hope they do do something like that but um 
it's it's super memorable and there's just so much atmosphere and like tone like it's a really good tone piece if there's not much of a narrative there's there's like it more than makes up with that and just like tone and sort of strange setting um you know it's funny you know what it reminds me of a little bit it's like there's almost nothing to say about it but it's like the lighthouse and it's just like pure atmosphere and like a thing but it doesn't have like almost any plot <laughs> it doesn't really mm-hmm, say sure. hardly anything that's almost what it reminds me of it's like the video game version of that yeah i get that or um, um episode eight of twin peaks the return it's just like <laughs> hey what <laughs> i'm not saying uh, anything about it i'm just saying episode eight of this is, this twin is a peaks. quake spoiler cast not <laughs> not a twin peaks spoiler cast but uh, uh but so I, i'm gonna just jump in really quickly um I don't know. It is like kind of an interesting thing to talk about because, like, on the one hand, like a Quake update would be amazing, but I don't know. It's so hard to capture that atmosphere with today's technology. And the other game I think of is uh, Silent Hill Two. Like, so many, so many developers have tried to replicate that atmosphere, but it's so steeped in like PlayStation Two graphics, and like mm-hmm. the fog has like mm-hmm. a weird pixely like look to it. That kind of gives it its own surreal identity, and um, the fact that you can't really make the monsters out, and you have to fill in your fill, fill in the yeah. monsters with your imaginations with the PlayStation Two graphics. It's like the same thing with Quake, where it's uh, yeah, like, is too much detail good for that type of game? You know, no, that's that's a great point. I think part of the reason that it remains so evocative is because like it's kind of hard to tell what some of these characters are supposed to be. Kevin was talking to me before the show about the shambler. There was like a, a big debate on whether the shambler had fur or skin. Mm. Uh, and, and like, like it could be either way, right? Like you could really read into it. And I think if you had a hyper realistic version of quake, it would probably lose a lot because like it's technological limitations are, are working to toward its benefit to be more evocative. I still don't know what the fuck yeah. the shambler is. Every time I look at it, I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> it's totally just, like a- it's wild, truly wild. Because like it's as you said with the fur and the skin, even the face, it's like uh, that. My brain reads that three different ways every time I see that face. You know, so mm-hmm. it's wild, truly. When I was a kid, I thought that their bloody chest was like a hole, and they I did I couldn't tell on my old CRT TV, but I thought that they shot lightning out of their chest at you. But I didn't realize if you look at it, the game, he's casting the spell and it between his hands and throws it at you. But I always thought that that's what it like. It's it's that funny how like that low detail makes your imagination go wild with you know what you think it could be. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Shambler jibs, they're actually a more detailed version of his face, which is just basically a mouth. Because John Romero said that the uh, uh, none of the monsters in those realms need eyes because it's so dark. So if you look hmm. at all the monsters I in that love game, that. they have eyes. Mm-hmm. So, that's so creepy. That's interesting. Like you've dropped a couple nuggets that I guess must come from John Romero and other people that like clearly they had an idea of what all these worlds and places are supposed to be. And it's like you don't it, it's that kind of iceberg storytelling where they're just giving you enough details to like run with it. Yeah. That's that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um so a couple facts about this game. It was the first fully three D first person shooter, I believe. Uh, it was the first 3D game with dedicated multiplayer and it had a huge multiplayer scene, which sadly I missed out on because of my crappy computer. Um, <laughs> it was the first game with mouse look, like I was saying, the, like the, the game that really like the very, I mean, it's the very first game that anybody played with a mouse and keyboard. Um, and uh, the soundtrack was was produced and recorded by Trent Reznor. 
and that for free is actually Trent Reznor. It is. You know, <laughs> Trent Reznor also did the music for Twin Peaks: The Return, Episode Eight. I'm just saying. Interesting. Interesting. Is that true? <laughs> it's yeah, actually it's true. true. Yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> that's that's cool. I didn't know that. Um, you but know, in the soundtrack, you know the story behind why he's on it, he was such a huge fan of Doom that he said, "Whatever you guys are working on next, I want to be a part of it, and I'll do it for free, just because that's I want to contribute." Awesome. Yeah, that's metal as it's, fuck. <laughs> it's awesome, and it's also like the soundtrack was not included on the Nintendo 64 version of the game, which I played. I've only played this game through like four times ever, and one of those times was like a week ago. Um, and the soundtrack was not working or not included on the Steam version of the game, which is what I mostly played over the years. So I actually never heard the soundtrack until like a week ago. And it's awesome. It's very ambient and low in the mix and kind of like hovers in the periphery, but it's really effective. It's like weird and creepy. It's cool. It definitely adds to the game. It needs to be there, I think, for sure. Mm-hmm. Playing, I thought it was definitely a bummer. Also, just like so, just talking about the sound too, because we're talking about music. Uh, one other thing that really is evocative to me is just like how all of the guns feel like like howitzers or something. Like they just feel like cannons that you're just shooting at guys in ways that like few games capture. I feel like um, because of that sound design. I mean, like let's talk about the strong points because I think this game has some really good strong points and it has some weak points. We can kind of. See see what we sure. how, what we think about that. But like like the rocket launcher in that game, like whenever ID introduces a weapon for the first time, I guess technically they had introduced a rocket launcher in a previous game. But uh, the rocket launcher in Doom is is nothing compared to the rocket launcher in Quake. Agreed. It, and it's and the Quake rocket launcher is still like, you know, the benchmark. It's still like the best rocket launcher in any video game. And any other video game that has a rocket launcher is going to be compared to the Quake rocket launcher. Maybe the Quake Three rocket launcher, but you know. And yeah, that totally. sh- that sawn off shotgun, boom! You know it's so, loud, but <laughs> it doesn't do enough damage. That's it doesn't do enough damage. It you feels, gotta hit people. You gotta hit them. It feels like so good times. though. That's what it's all about—the gun feel. I I just was reading yeah. something, a comment that someone said about the rocket launcher. They said that it it fits the whole medieval vibe. Like it looks like it could have been made like in the 1600s, and it does. Like it has this right. kind of. It, it looks like it doesn't look it's like, like a, a personal cycle. cannon. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It has like the weird vents on it and stuff. It doesn't look like a sci-fi weapon that much. It looks like it could be some weird old fantasy weapon. It just yeah, fits totally. really well. <clears throat> the rocket um, launcher is my favorite. The sound effect is the best ever. They brought it back in TF2, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the original. It's it's the best weapon in the game. It's it's one of the best games and it's one of the best weapons in FPS history, I think. Uh, also the multiplayer like if, if the single player campaign maybe we have mixed feelings on or some I don't know. I have somewhat mixed feelings with the multiplayer is incredible and still really, really fun. We have Kevin and I have had multiple events where we had a bunch of friends landing together, and we brought that game out, and like everybody loved it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's it's consistently fun. I mean, that's like really like the that's like the game that really the multi that's like the first game the multiplayer was really widely played, right? Like, because I know that they they launched the game originally with software mode, then they launched GL Quake, and they launched GL Quake World, which was like the big multiplayer hardware accelerated Quake, and that was like apparently a big deal. I didn't mm-hmm. play it back in the day. I was too it was too young and I was playing on my console, but <laughs> I think a, um Oh go ahead. The the enemy design also is really good in that game. Like I remember every enemy of the game. They're very distinct looking, they have good silhouettes. Like they're all very distinctly designed. I think 
they have too much health and we can talk about that when we talk about the net the negative things but um i think like there's there's really a lot of really cool stuff on there like they're very memorable like i remember all mm-hmm. the enemies they all have distinct sounds when they when they see you and stuff it's like they're they're, they're, they're good <clears throat> yeah yeah no the the art design across the board is is really really good even if it's maybe the game is a little too brown but like yeah. you know there was there wasn't a lot of brown games back then i don't know <laughs> i guess it, it, because they're going for this medieval thing but um yeah, the art design and the character is memorable. I mean, they look like nightmares fuel, like almost every enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Any other strong points, Lauren, that you, you wanted to? I mean, uh, I guess I'll just go for the bet, go to bat for the bot brown in that game. It's just uh, usually I hate brown in first person shooters, but Quake owns that brown. You know, it's not like yeah, it's not like Killzone or Call of Duty where it's just kind of muddy and uninspired. It like the Quake leans into that brown aesthetic in a way that I can I can I can fuck with. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I no, also it's, it's it's great. Just want to advocate that the game like there's a lot of games that are like Quake and a lot of games that have tried to be like Quake, but I feel like nothing is like Quake. Like when you play Quake, the sound effects, like when you teleport, when you change guns, everything about that game is just so distinctly Quake. And it's like mm-hmm. only Quake, not Quake Two, not any of the sequels. Nothing, nothing else is really like it. Like it's, it's really a unique thing, and that's 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 something I really like about it. Like playing, I'm having so much fun playing it again. Like I've already played through the game. I think two different expansions, and I played the game, the main campaign already. Like I've been playing it a ton on these remasters. So it's been it's been really fun. So, it's one of the greats yeah. for sure. After playing the first Quake, I totally forgot. Because I thought there was only three quakes, but there was a fourth quake, yeah, that came out mm. on the Xbox 360, and I was like, "What? There was a fourth yeah. quake game?" And I looked up, I watched like 20 minutes of a gameplay walkthrough, and I'm like, "That's not quake." <laughs> no. Yeah, there, there's a reason that game has been broadly forgotten. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it's also like once you, that that game follows the lineage of Quake Two, which is like. A completely different thing it's kind of as far as i'm concerned yeah um, it is but so there's some things that that i think this game does not quite as well mainly it's it's like the bullet sponginess and the reason for this is pretty pretty well laid out in the masters of doom book like the engine design at the time they could only they had like a very tight polygon budget so they could only have so many enemies on screen at a time so instead of being like Doom, where you'd face like 30 enemies at a time and they they would die much quicker, they put fewer enemies with more health. And and that makes it so that many of the guns don't feel quite as rewarding, I think, as Doom. Yeah, I completely. That's how I feel, too. I feel especially when you're using the super shotgun and you're fighting like the ogres, like the guys, the chainsaws or the knights. They just take yeah. too long to kill. It's too many shots. It's just like ugh, ugh. And the main shotgun sucks. The starting weapon is terrible. Yeah, like it's is Doom starting a pistol. Yeah. yeah, Doom's is a pistol, and the pistol sucks. But the regular shotgun in Doom is still really useful. There's a ton of times you still mm-hmm. want to switch to it from the super shotgun. But in Quake Two, there's never a reason to use the basic shotgun at all. Yeah, it's just bad. Except for those flying tapeworms, they go down pretty quick to the uh, to the regular yeah. shotgun. What are those things called? Skags. The skags. I think they they always look like 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 a parasite that I would have seen in biology class. Like all of those things, like every enemy in that game is 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 like genuinely scary looking to me. Yeah. Um. Is even the skags, uh, which look like flying tapeworms. But, um. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess like the, the the level design can be a little confusing. But I'll say after replaying it recently, I actually think that the levels are they're good. Generally better than I even remembered them being, and I really enjoyed my playthrough. And like I've been playing a ton 
of the new stuff, the the machine games expansion levels, which are really great. But like one thing that struck me immediately, and Oren was talking about this earlier, was like, oh my god, this game is so much faster than any other game I'm playing. Even Doom Eternal, like it's it's like yeah. what. Why are games not this fast anymore? Like I was just like shocked at how fast that I had to be moving and reacting to like stay alive in the game, and it felt really good to be playing a game that fast. And I'm like, man, this is I'm kind of bummed that like games have not kept this up. I think it's the controller shifted controller games. Yeah. Did we, we say in the last pod like Halo? Halo is quake at like one fourth the speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it Qu- is quarter, I mean, it, quarter it, quake. It really is. It's like. So you just you, you can't track people on a controller that fast. It's hard to yeah. move that fast. I was thinking when they did the remaster, like I was thinking, like I thought about this a couple of years ago, like I would remaster Quake and I would do all the things. They actually did everything that I would think to do. The only thing they didn't do would be the. Uh, I was thinking if, if you're playing Quake on a controller, if you could press like left trigger and like 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 if you aimed it at me and hit left trigger, it would like highlight them and target them. So then you could do the crazy jumping and strafing, but it would keep them like locked on. I think that would be mm. really good for that game because the game's so fast on a controller, it's not realistic to try and have mouse level accuracy i think that would solve the like, problem like z targeting yeah is what you're saying but you could you'd oh. have to aim at them first and you could like hold the trigger to lock on. i think that would be potentially useful for that game like especially if you're like a shambler you could like you could then circle strafe him with a shotgun i don't know it would be i think people would consider that blasphemy che- of the highest order oh, I'm <laughs> like, sure. like i don't think it would go for well but i i see why you say that i think um, it'd be good yeah it's kind of funny because I, I think, like, uh, as you said, Kevin, a lot of uh, the uh, movement to slower speeds is because of the controller. But I else, but like, that doesn't explain because a lot of PC games in the aughts were like Half Life, Doom 3, those were slower games. So was there like another trend that could have contributed realism. to like, realism? Yeah. yeah. Re- real- we can also point out that realism is a trend. Yeah. And sure. tactical games. Um, Quake 2 is a slower game. Quake One, Quake Two, you move a lot yeah. slower. Than right. Quake 1. Yeah. But it's not, not like Halo slow or something like that. Like Goldeneye, you move kind of fast, but if you think about everything else that came out after that, pretty. But the much enemies slow. move like this. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just Nobody they take like so long to aim at you. They're just like, let me just line up my yeah. shot. Just it's because basically... that game was designed initially as a light gun shooter. They turn it into an FPS. Right. So, also yeah. that it's so ends- crazy that that game turned out that well for being a light gun game initially. Oh sure, it, it's so funny too because like the N sixty four controller, it's like lining up a shot with that thing as a project, so it works yeah. for the design of that game too. Um, yeah. Quick, I want to mention too. We mentioned the rocket launcher. I want to mention the grenade launcher because that has physics. It's like a, it's like a nineteen ninety six game with some sort of physics. Sure. And the grenade launcher mm-hmm. is amazing, and the sound effects are so good. I mean, every we all know. I imagine right now, you can imagine the sound of, of the grenade oh, bouncing yeah. and quake. Like that's such a distinct sound. Trent killed it. Yeah, it's uh, um, the grenade launcher is amazing. It's a staple. Like you know, it's the pills. It's like demo man TF2. Like it's just it's a it's a. I think that really and it still a feels like the physics on it still feel like great. Yeah, like it doesn't. I don't know. There's a lot of ways in which this game isn't aged that kind of shocked me replaying it because i played it through five years ago for the 20th anniversary this is this, is, this year's the 25th anniversary um and i was like this is good but it's not as good as doom and i, and I think i had a better experience this time yeah i do um, too and the that that grenade launcher is is so much fun it really is it's very very satisfying i also love the lightning gun it's just the like kill everything yeah. on screen oh weapon. my god dude the lightning gun 
is in multiplayer, just like erasing people with the lightning gun. <laughs> yeah. Is is just so fun every time. Yeah. As soon as you get it, you're like, all right, everybody's fucked. <laughs> like, I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill some people. Um, so let's talk about this remaster. The remaster has been put out on, as far as I know, like everything. It's on PS4. It's on PS5. It's on Xbox One. It's on Xbox Series. It's on, it's on, on Switch. It's on Game Pass <laughs> forever. It's on it's on PC. It's on Steam. If you had the Steam version, the old Steam version, it just auto updated, which is really cool for free. Um. And it's got cross-play. It's yeah. got, like, my, my only annoyance is that the server browser that they included is a little little funky. I think it's, I mean, I don't believe there was a server browser in Quake before, so it's it's an improvement. <laughs> but yeah. but I, I would have liked a slightly nicer server browser. But you can, you can host servers, which is great, and anybody can join. Um, you can easily play co-op. Kevin and I played through co-op through, I want to say, three different campaigns, or did we just do the machine games once? Uh, we did the machine games ones in four player, um, and then yeah. I think we didn't beat any of the other ones. But they're fun to play in co-op. I love that it's cross-play. I mean, too, I can play it on Xbox and play it on PC. So that's so cool. I think the remaster is really well done. I like. I really wanted to give Machine Games credit for, or excuse me, Machine Games, um, Night Dive for credit. Night for, Dive. I mean, Machine Games was involved, but they didn't do the remaster. Yeah. Um, Night Dive for the for how well it runs on my computer. I get 1,500 FPS in this game. Runs better than Doom 64. <laughs> it's the highest FPS I can get in any game that I have on my PC that I know of. Nice. So that's really cool. Um, the enhanced models use the original textures, just modified. So if you look at the, when I first played it, I noticed I'm like, the models look different. But I'm like, are they changed? Mm-hmm. I couldn't quite tell. I'm like, that's a good sign. I wasn't immediately like, they didn't stick out like terribly. Like imagine if they were just super high poly and super high res, it would look like, they would look like shit. Like I think they yeah. really kept the original art direction, but but just made right. them look a little a little better, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And they also I really want to mention this they added um, animation interpolation, which means the enemies don't animate at low frame rates anymore. They now animate really smoothly, which I've never seen the Quake animations at that high frame rate. I feel like I'm seeing more than I've never seen before. So that's did like Dark Places not do that. Did not. Which do is that. what a source port for people listening. Uh, I thought it did. That's weird. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, the the I didn't like the new models at first blush, but they grew on me quick, and now I just play with them turned on. Um, but like, I want to talk about these. Like, Machine Games has put out two dedicated expansions, basically full on campaigns to Quake. One they put out, I guess, five years ago. Yeah, is that right? Sixteen. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to tell us why they're doing that, Kevin? Um, why they released that one? Well, why they're even making Quake levels? Oh, um, basically, they have a little workshop in machine games where they just lab basically they call it labbing maps where they just sit sit down and just make quake maps probably for practice um i know the head of machine games like the head the main wolfenstein designer is a huge fan of quake and he's been making quake maps since he was like a teenager so um i know he made a couple of the maps in both both the new episodes um but they just like doing it i like in my opinion machine games is kind of like the continuation of uh of the classic id style more so than at least with Doom Eternal, Doom Eternal I think has really gone off the rails, but uh, they really continued on the, the old id style. I, like John Romero, I remember I, the quote I remember him is that Machine Games rocks. Like they just make excellent games, and I completely agree. Like I think they they really, I think the, the 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 episode called Dimension of the Machine I think is the best Quake content that I played. Like I think that episode is just 
fantastic. Fantastic monster design, fantastic, excuse me, fantastic monster placement. Like the planning of the battles is amazing. The maps look amazing. The textures look amazing. Everything is just like, whoa, this is stunning. This is really, really well done. So it's worth pointing out that that, the dimension of the machine is a, a totally new expansion, as we said, designed by Machine Games that was released with the remaster. Yeah. And about five years ago, they had done one called Dimension of the Past, which hues a little closer to traditional Quake, but both of these use modern like level design conventions and gameplay conventions so that they, they feel updated in a way that really... Um, still captures like what made quake quake like they, they, they're like they're they're a little easier to play they're a little more easier to navigate um and they have some some modern mechanics that you wouldn't have seen back in quake back in the day but like it still feels like this kind of nightmare sci-fi like medieval hellscape of an alternate dimension it, like really they did a really good job keeping that and uh and the levels are just awesome they're really really good i also want to mention that and uh couple parts in Dimension of the Machine, which is the new one, that there's some maps that look like Half-Life, and like when the game looks like Half-Life, I'm like, I forgot how much this plays like Half-Life. Like, I feel like I'm playing Half-Life right now. Like They're <laughs> they're very similar games in a lot of ways that I, I hadn't thought about with the older map design. Um, I really think that the new Machine game after that, that technological limitation of how much can be on screen, just really like, it really it brings the game to the next level, which is just awesome. I was actually switching off between playing the old levels and the new levels by Machine Games, and they both have just different vibes. Like, uh, I, I can't put yeah. my finger on it, but the old levels feel like they were made in the 90s, while the new levels feel like they were made now. It's just yeah. like yeah. a vibe. So they said, uh, they said that when they made, I think the guy's name is Yerk Goof Gustav, I forget his last name is, but basically he said that when they did the original, uh, the first one in the 2016 episode, which is called Dimension of the Past, they used what's called the Worldcraft, which is the old 90s like Quake mapping tools. And then when they used, uh, they made the new episode, they used all the modern community tools to make it, which is just totally oh. allows just a completely different, you know, stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, the Dimension of the Past, like I was saying, looks a lot like old Quake, although it does feel a little more modern in its design. Uh, Dimension yeah. of the Machine is kind of shocking. The sort of set pieces and maybe not set pieces, but like architecture that they're able to pull off within the quake engine like there's just like these huge gothic cathedrals that look incredible um the big castles mill. and all kinds of chambers a giant yeah it, it, yeah it, it, like it really it, it's it's impressive and it's really fun to play like it, it's basically like kevin's saying like the best quake content yeah. debatably that you can play I think it's. It almost feels like like another. Like I remember. I don't know if you guys mentioned. Remember this? I was mentioning before this this came out. I was like, I want them to make a new Quake game in this setting. Like this is as close as I think we'll ever get. I mean, maybe maybe, right. maybe I'm wrong, but at least for now, as close as we'll get to that, because it feels like it's almost like a new game. Like it's, it's a substantial amount of content to play. No, absolutely. It feels like the sequel that Quake never got. Yeah. Uh, to in some ways. Uh, well, uh, I guess like I do have one kind of theory, which is. Uh, you know how, like, in the Hitman games, like, the last three Hitman games really embraced a more James Bondy aesthetic, and they ended up getting a James Bond game? Mm. Well, mm. well, what if, like, this is their <laughs> trial run to be, like, after Indiana Jones, we're going to do a Quake game? Man, Who if knows? Machine Games makes it, too, oh, that would be incredible that that would be very 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 incredible uh i hope that happens like i do too i, I hope they do something with it because like i think that maybe like like id software feels that 
Doom's reboot is close enough to Quake that there isn't enough room for both um, in their in their portfolio, so to speak. And I wonder if it's possible that maybe like the next Doom game goes to a more because like like Hugo Martin has talked about how like they're going to go different places and you're going to see different stuff. So I would it'd be interesting if they're like, hey, we're going to go to Quake next. We're going to you know Doom guy's going to play is going to be in Quake. That could be cool. I would like to see Quake kind of, if they do a Quake reboot, because I like how the Doom games are a little bit more like self-referential, self-conscious, more silly, more ridiculous. That would be really awesome if Quake was just a sincere horror experience. Like, they just leaned into that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That'd be really awesome. But still have the, like, jibbing enemies of rocket launchers kind of stuff going on. Yeah, but they yeah. still play it straight. Despite the ridiculous stuff that happens in that game, they just lean into that tone. I would love that. Yeah, I would too. That would be really cool. That would be super awesome. Like in the spirit of Classic Wake, that would be amazing. Heck yeah. I yeah. I guess it's worth noting that there's a, a Quake Engine game that's it was supposed to come out this year out of Early Access, but it's actually not going to come out till next year, called Wrath Aeon of Ruin, which is quite good i like it a lot um i played the early access version of it and i I suspect it'll be it it also has a similar feeling but it's a little it's different it's doing its own thing but like there's a lot of quake in that too um i'm just curious from you two if you had to like place this game like like all of us are obviously fans of id games if you had to place this in like your top i don't know three or five i guess where would you place it in, in in this in the order I can go first. Well, because a- about this. Aaron, you should go first because you're because you're the guy. You're like you're so you're so into it. Well, you guys both are the guys, but I want to know Aaron's. Yeah, let's let like Kevin go first. Yeah, let's let like Kevin um, you know what you go first. <laughs> he asked the question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so my favorite id game is probably will always be Doom Two, um, but I think I probably would put this. Like I don't know. I mean, I don't want to like say Doom Two and then Doom One because that's probably what I would say. But maybe I would say that, and this would be number three. Those are one game. Are one game, yeah. I, they're, they're two different games, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I probably would put like I, I'd have to play more Quake 2 again because I really do like Quake 2, but I think I'd probably put this as my second in game. This or Doom 3, but probably this game over Doom 3. I, Doom 3 is a game I liked back in the day, but like, what about Doom 2016? Are you saying classic it? Yeah, I mean, classic we can put, we can okay. put modern it in too. Let's put that in because Oren likes modern it, and so do I, obviously. Um, I would say yeah. probably. I don't know. 2016 is pretty fucking good. But 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 would you consider <laughs> machine games to be spiritually modern ed? Because I feel, I sometimes to mentally me, group them together. That's how I feel. I think they are more than at least I would I wouldn't have said that if I hadn't played Doom Eternal. But Doom Eternal has just gone so far into like wacky land that I just don't feel like it's it anymore. Like it just doesn't feel like it to me. I actually Whereas thought like, uh, New Colossus was more id. Than Doom Eternal, but that's me being. No, it is. I think so too. I mean, in New Colossus, you can go into the like the fe- into the feast hall and eat all of the Nazis' food and go yes. to their health. Like you can overheal in the game. Like it has like mm-hmm. that. It's totally like it has the quake features. Like I, I I think that way too. I feel like Machine Games is, um, but I guess like to the question, I would say it'd be classic Doom, then maybe Quake, and then maybe I don't know. Twenty sixteen and Quake is like hard for me to choose. Like twenty sixteen is probably really? more fun to play. 2016 is a better game than Quake. Um, but I think Quake's probably number three for me. In front of Doom Eternal? Oh, yeah. Doom Eternal is like bottom of the barrel. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. What do you think, Oren? Um, I think I'm going to have to go with... I'm actually a big fan of the Wolfenstein games. 
Uh, just oh, wait, can that, we can put those in here? I didn't know we were counting those. Oh, yeah, you, we can't put the Wolfenstein. Oh, we're not doing okay, Wolfenstein. Okay, then that would be like, 20, Wolf 2 would be number two. or three. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. we won't do Wolfenstein then. Uh, I mean, Doom 2016 is my favorite, but I'm also kind of a layman when it comes to Ed. And then probably mm-hmm. Quake would be my second favorite. And then my third would probably be like one of the original Doom games. Hmm. And I, I think that has to do with just how I've, how I grew up playing games. I grew up in the 3D era, so like I have a hard time sometimes going back playing like not as 3D games. So yeah. obviously my yeah. brain is going to say Quake over Doom, but also I just like the gothic atmosphere of Quake a lot. Yeah, no, yeah. The, the atmosphere is incredible. Uh, wow, uh, my results would be very different from yours. I'd be tempted to say Doom Eternal is my favorite, like no joke, no trolling, like Doom game. Um, own it. Even the platforming, the just own I'm, it. I'm like, I'm kind of like, I kind of think that. Like, the more I play it, the more I'm like, this game is incredible. Uh, and then I would probably say the Dooms, and then Doom 2016, and then Quake, uh, or maybe Quake 3, <laughs> then Quake. Mm. But I, I don't know. I like Quake a lot. Like, I like all of those games. So it's I, I'm choosing which I'm, I'm ordering my children in terms of preference. But they're all they're all my children. I love them. Um, but uh, yeah. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, what's what's your guys' uh, favorite Wolfenstein game, and why is it Return to Castle Wolfenstein? Uh, because the beach level is incredible. Like, that is one hell of a fucking level. Uh, are we talking multiplayer or single player? Because Definitely multiplayer, because the single player is soaked. awesome, but the single player is not... I, pl- I beat it, but... Uh, yeah. uh, probably Wolf 2. It's a mix between for me between Wolfenstein 2 and Wolfenstein The New Order. Yeah, those, those are the two, two are best, right? Yeah, I I like um, Old Blood as well. Old Blood's good. Hmm. Yeah, the the thing I know we're we're this turning into a Wolfenstein podcast, but like the New <laughs> Order and New Colossus just have like the most amazing story beats of any game. They do. Mm. They're just like yeah. shocking. Yeah. I was so impressed with how uh, those games, with how high quality the story was, and how high quality the gameplay was. Like both of them are like triple, like like A plus. I was like, mm. wow, they killed it with these games. Like, it's just so good. Yeah. yeah. Except that level design. But, uh, <laughs> the but design uh, I do love. It's, it's great in all the other ones. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just Wolfenstein 2 is just a little bit at times. Yeah. I didn't love the new blood. Or I, I, I don't say I didn't love it. I just didn't. It didn't. I didn't stick to it. Um, but, and I didn't, I, I never finished the new order either. But I love the new Colossus, even though the level design I thought was, was sometimes pretty bad. Other times, the art design was incredible. Soundtrack, amazing. McGordon. Um, all right. Well, you guys should play Quake. People should go out there and play Quake. It's everywhere. If you have Game Pass, it's there. It's a tiny download. It can live on your hard drive. It's got split screen. You want to play, you want to relive the glory days of GoldenEye four-player split screen, but on your, your fucking massive LCD TV in the living room? Do it with this. This is It's great. Um, yeah. Play Quake. It's one. Fun. One last thing before we sign off. Um, do you guys think that this... Because <laughs> we're, we're coming to the end of the year, right? Do you guys think that this Quake DLC is going to appear in Game of the Year conversations? Do you think that's a possibility? The remaster? Uh, it might appear in my Game of the or Year Or the DLC, like specifically the yeah. DLC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I the dimension of the machine. I hope so. I hope enough people played it. I just wonder if it's if it got like locked behind menus and people didn't ever try it because they just didn't look. You know, that's my only concern. It's like it may be hard to find. You know, marketed it well enough. 
Hmm. The giant, well, the giant bomb guys were playing it and they were loving it. So it makes me wonder if they're gonna have it in their top ten. I mean, last year Jeff Gertzman had Minecraft in his top ten, so never know. That's true. It's very top tens are becoming very elastic these days. Like you can. Kind I of- would say that the the dimension of the machine is 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 in my top ten games I've played that came out this year so far. Yeah, I've only I you know so. I haven't played that many games, but like I would say it's even in my top five potentially. Like yeah. I liked it. I'd recommend it over Resident Evil Village, like personally. I mean, that hurts my feelings, but it's okay. Yeah, that's just that's just how I feel. But uh, I like I I just I think it's genuinely a great game, and there's nothing else like it. Or I won't say there's nothing else like it. There is a few games now that are starting to be like it, like Dusk, Proteus, uh, Wrath, the games we mentioned. But like, there's very few games that play like that with that intensity and that speed, like Doom Eternal kind of is similar, but like, like there's just, there just isn't a lot. So it's like, it, it's a very rare thing. And you're seeing a game with this like old school evocative graphics and, and design. That's just, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's all we got for you. That's, that was our, our quick long jump. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Bye-bye.